What happens when someone asks you a question that you want to say no to? Do you feel the pressure to say yes just to appease others and to avoid conflict? If you struggle with saying no, listen up. Today, we're giving you a different perspective on what saying no means and how to know when to say yes. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hello, hello, Teresa. Megan. Yay, podcast day. <laughs> I love podcast day. <laughs> Me too. Well, today's topic is a bit of a surprise since I'm typically blah, blah, blahing about marketing. I really do love conversations about marketing. I think everybody <laughs> yes, knows you that. you do. <laughs> you do. And so this whole episode topic surprised me when it popped up. <laughs> well, today's topic keeps popping up in the lives of those around me. It's something that I wish I knew more about much, much earlier in life. So that's why this episode is all about saying no. Ah, uh, yes, which is the opposite of no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, you know, we talk about banishing the barriers and calming the chaos, right? And knowing when to say yes and when to say no are surprisingly big factors in both of those. Well, personally, I have really struggled with feeling confident enough to say no. In the past, I've wanted to really be a people pleaser and avoid conflict. Over the years, though, I eventually saw a pattern and finally realized how much time I was wasting doing things I didn't want to do, those things that didn't contribute to my goals, and I had to put a stop to it. I so feel that. <laughs> I bet a lot of people can relate to that. Right. Unfortunately, I'm seeing those around me really struggling with saying no in their businesses, in their personal relationships, and even as parents. So that's actually what inspired today's episode. Now, I'm curious, Teresa, have you struggled with saying no? Me? Me? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, big time. You know, very much like you, I wanted to avoid conflict and please others. Nothing makes me happier than making other people happy. I also didn't want anyone to be angry with me. So there were many times that I said yes to things that brought me no benefit or even did me harm in the long run. I'd even convince myself that as long as that other person was happy, I could live with it. Well, I'm glad you shared that with us. There are all of these underlying reasons or beliefs that accompany the act of deciding against something in your business. If you struggle with saying no, you're definitely not alone. Nope, you're not alone at all. Today, we're going to cover the reasons why you say no and what saying no really means so that you can feel confident about your yeses and about your noes. Your perceptions and beliefs guide your behavior. So it's really important to understand why you are reluctant to say no. It's equally important to understand why you say yes to something. Let's talk about the reasons you say yes when you want to say no. And before we move forward, Megan, I just wanted to mention that these reasons will feel real enough to you, but often they're things you've made up in your mind. They are mindset problems, 
their perception problems. Exactly. It comes down to mindset and misconceptions around saying no. Your false beliefs cause your struggle. So let's demolish those false beliefs to remove the struggle, okay? Sounds good to me. So what are some reasons you avoid saying no? We're going to give you some examples. You may avoid saying no because you worry about letting other people down. You may worry that if you say no, people won't like you or they'll think you're a bad person. Look, I get it. Disappointing people feels bad, right? Yeah. Wanting to please others is a common trap. So these are things you want to avoid and you can avoid them by saying yes. Yeah, or maybe you feel compelled to say yes when you don't have a specific reason for telling someone no. Actually, that's a really common reason people end up saying yes. If you don't have a specific concrete reason for saying no, your default is to automatically say yes. That can definitely happen. It's similar when you say yes so that you don't have to explain yourself, right? You just feel like you need to justify the reason for saying no. Mm -hmm. Then you can avoid the conflict just by saying yes. Yeah, many people avoid conflict. Going along to get along is what my mom calls it. I mean, who enjoys conflict? <laughs> There's a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I would say that in the past, I used to be afraid of conflict. Uh, actually, I would be fearful of it. So I really did avoid it. Um, but anyway, there's a time and place for appeasing others, but it's really not a good general rule. There's also this thing called FOMO. I'm sure you've heard of it. It's called mm -hmm. the fear of missing out. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you don't want to say no because you're concerned you're going to miss an opportunity. The fear of missing out causes you to make spur of the moment decisions and agree to things that you're going to regret later. In fact, 60% of people make purchases because of FOMO, mostly within 24 hours. FOMO is a really powerful emotion that directs your actions. It can even pressure you into saying yes to buying stuff. Yeah, I'm surprised it's that low. I thought it would be a higher percent, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, but people don't want to admit to it, and that's why they're Yeah, probably. Won't, right? I guess that would be it. Oh, no, I never make, you know... <laughs> That's funny. Um, you know, the, I guess the point is that, that we're trying to make here is that there are a lot of reasons why you feel that you have to say yes. But you know what? These reasons are typically impulsive reactions or false beliefs. They aren't a good way to make decisions or commitments. Reactions and misperceptions do not lead you to make rational, practical decisions about your time, energy, and goals. And that's why you don't feel confident about the choices you make in this manner. That's right. That's right. You know, there's nothing rational or practical about the reasons we just mentioned. This is your mind playing tricks on you. Okay, so here's something you may not even realize. Your yes and no decisions are actually a reflection of how you manage your time, your goals, and your priorities. When you say yes to something, it should be because it supports and reflects your priorities, your goals, your missions, your values as a business and as a person. That said, the opposite is true. When you say no to something, it should be because it doesn't support your priorities, goals, mission, or your values, right? Let that sink in for a minute. 
Okay, what you just said there is so important, Megan. When you look at the yes and no in this way, you'll gain a different perspective. Your mindset will shift. You'll replace your old reasons for saying no with new reasons that align with what's important to you, what matters to you. Instead of worrying about what others think, focus on your own priorities and any commitments you've already made to others, to yourself, and to your business. You will never, ever please everyone, especially when you're following your path rather than theirs. So, so important and so, so true. Yeah. And fair warning, you know, you're just going to let people down when you follow your own goals, right? There are going to be people that won't like you and that's going to happen. And guess what? It's not your concern. As journalist and author Regina Brett said, what others think of you is none of your business. That quote is one of my favorites. And it was really early on I heard that. And it really changed my perspective on so many things. Yeah, me too. It, that quote really resonates with me. And I have so many friends who really feel badly when not everybody likes them. So I think, you know, talking about that today is just it's just eye-opening because not everyone is going to like you. It's just not possible. So when you're committed to your priorities, your community, and your loved ones, you are going to offend, disappoint, and anger others. Look, it is just inevitable, mm -hmm. okay? That's because some people want you to prioritize their dreams and goals. They want to influence you into following what's important to them. In other words, People want you to plan your life around their priorities, but be careful because in doing that, you're going to sacrifice your own priorities. Now, I am not saying that you should be a heartless, uncaring jerk here, okay? Of That's definitely not. not the message, yeah. Ew. <laughs> there are going to be times when you set your priorities aside to support others, and I encourage you to do that. And you may even set aside a dedicated allotment of time to put your needs aside to support the goals of others. But that's planned and that's part of your values. And that's what makes it acceptable. Right. So what we're saying is to avoid allowing others to manipulate you or distract you from your path. You're not selfish and self-centered for sticking to your pursuit of happiness, whatever that is. And don't let others make you feel bad about it either. Take their criticism with a grain of salt. Just don't make their issues your issues. That is such a good point. I know that I've allowed people to make their issues my issues. Internalizing people's criticisms of me and dealing with their nonsense has led to a bunch of unnecessary drama and stress for me. So just know that only you can put a stop to that. That's so, so true. What you say yes or no to is very much an exercise in time management and planning, which you know how I feel about that. <laughs> we all do, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's about recognizing distractions and thoughtfully considering where to devote your time. Because when you're saying yes to one thing, guess what? You're still saying no to something else. It's the principles in the Eisenhower Matrix. If you commit to someone else's priorities, then your priorities are taking a backseat. Right. Planning your time and prioritizing your goals helps you figure out what is or isn't a distraction. Saying no really means that you're not allowing outside influences to affect your decisions and set your priorities. 
And that's a good thing, right? Exactly. You can't do it all. Your time is one of your most valuable assets. You can't buy more of it and you have a limited amount of it. That is such an important realization that people just do not think about. They don't consider it. Look at saying yes as sacrificing your time. You're giving up your time. Once you value and respect your time, you'll be less likely to give it away so nonchalantly. Saying no to the people and things that don't matter to you means that you're making a commitment to what does matter to you. Once you understand that, then saying no seems easier, doesn't it? It certainly does. The decisions you make are entirely yours. You choose how you spend your time, meet your goals, live your life. If you don't plan your life and your time, someone else will. So once you're proactively managing your time and setting priorities, you'll feel more confident about your choices. But you'll usually need to modify your behavior and your mindset. And that brings us to a few tips for making it easier to tell people no. These tips are in the context of business. I just want to put that out there, not personal life. But of course, you can apply them to some personal situations. So go for that. Now, if you're really bad at telling people no, you're going to appreciate my first suggestion. This tip is good when you're not yet confident in your decisions. I recommend coming up with a response that you'll have in your back pocket for any situation. This way, whenever you're presented with a yes or no decision, you have a fallback answer ready to go. Your backup no could be something like, that sounds great, I'd love to support you. Unfortunately, I'm not able to help with that at this time due to my schedule. Another option is to have a maybe as a backup response rather than an immediate yes or no. Something like, let me check my schedule and get back to you. Or, I need time to reflect and think about it before I decide. You could also include a time frame in your reply. That makes the other person more likely not to give you a hard time about your lack of commitment. So, let me check my schedule and get back to you turns into let me check my schedule and get back to you tomorrow. This shows your respect for their time and they know when to expect a definite answer. I love that. I think the self-imposed deadline is a really great idea. It does show effort on your part to take them seriously and respect their time. Personally, I have a rule that I sleep on big decisions. That helps me buffer the reactionary emotional response that I tend to have. <laughs> so you could say, I'm going to sleep on it and get back to you tomorrow. These responses have really come in handy for me. They've helped me get better at interacting with others since I don't have to worry about situations where I'm put on the spot. Oh yeah, a planned response does take the pressure off. Obviously, sometimes it's easy to say no because you have a clear-cut scheduling or ethical conflict. Or it's easy to say yes because it's something you're prepared for. The point is you're not always going to need a planned response, but it's good to have one just in case. Yeah, it, it really is. Planning a response prepares you. It takes the pressure off because you already know what you're going to say. What I like about a planned response is that it lets you off the hook in the moment. That way you get more time to make a decision based on your priorities and you can prepare a more thoughtful response. Yep. There are quite a few benefits to having a planned response. Another tip that works really well is to block your calendar or set a schedule. 
Planning your time is one way to respect it and meet your goals. I have blocks of time scheduled as recurring meetings on my calendar for things like marketing and content creation, for example. Those are really important appointments that I make with myself. The only way they work, though, is if I actually respect the time I've set aside for my priorities. I love that you have appointments with yourself. (laughs) Right, right. So having these times on my calendar makes it easier for me to say no to certain things. So for example, um, when I'm invited to a morning networking meeting, I can say that I already have an appointment. And guess what? It's true. The appointments I set with myself are just as important as those I have with others. When I respect my time, I don't feel guilty about saying no. I love that tip since blocking my calendar has been an easy way to see my priorities laid out in front of me. Then I can make an informed decision about what I want to commit to and what I need to let go. Another way to make decisions easier is to plan what matters to you and commit to it. Devote a day or a few days to reflect and really give some thought to your business and to your life. Outline your goals, values, and beliefs. Figure out what matters to you and write it down so that you commit to it. Make a life plan. Whether you say yes or no has so much to do with your commitment to yourself and the plan you've designed. Most people don't have a plan, so the commitment isn't as strong, and that makes decisions much more difficult. Uh Uh-huh, 100% on that. (laughs) I am working on my life plan right now, and it's actually eye-opening. You'll reveal to yourself that you've wanted all of these things out of your life, but you've never made a plan to achieve them. And guess what? That's why your dreams are dreams rather than reality. You're going to be shocked to discover that you have spent too much time aimlessly existing and not spending time on what matters most. I love this tip. It's right up my alley. You know, I believe you can't get there if you don't know where you want to go. Yeah. I mean, you say that all the time. You are like the poster child for planning. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I had dilly-dallied with life planning a bit but Teresa is responsible for kicking my butt. (laughs) She introduced me to the process of planning this way in her daily Achievers Academy. I'm still finishing up the exercises and learning more about who I am and what I want out of life. And believe it or not, this has everything to do with your business because life and business go hand in hand. Oh, thanks for the shout out, Megan. Oh my gosh, I just have to tell you, Teresa, Daily Achievers Academy has been so helpful, but it's not open right now, right? That's correct. What you're specifically referring to is the core content of the Daily Achievers Academy called Plan to Achieve, and I'm going to be launching that in late September. That's right. It is like a program within that. I forgot about that. So yeah, I'm thrilled that you're going to be offering this to other people because they're going to love it. I think that trying to do a life plan on your own is just, I don't want to say it's impossible, but it's really difficult. So having all of that material there, you know, is just like, it makes it so much easier. I like like easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Easy is good. I mean, it is something you have to spend time doing. All right. Because you know, it's not a quick thing, but It doesn't have to be difficult. It just does take time. So I want to say too that I recommend reading the book, Living Forward, A Proven Plan to Stop Drifting and Get the Life You Want by Michael Hyatt and Daniel Harkavy. I'm not sure if that's how he says his last name, but anyway, 
This is an easy read with real life examples from the authors and their clients. I think the book will help you plan your life and your business. When you have a clear cut defined path for your life, it's so much easier to understand which opportunities align with your goals. And this is something that Teresa has definitely taught me. A plan provides the structure for decision-making and living your life with confidence. And look, this isn't a strategy or a theory, okay? This is a blueprint that many successful people use to achieve their dreams. I will say this too. When you know why you're saying yes or no in relation to your commitments, you remove some of the negative or guilty feelings you may have had in the past related to saying no. I mean, at least that's what I found out to be true. I'm like loving hearing you talk like this. I really do. So um, the only thing I want to add here is like, yes to everything that you just said, because I couldn't have said it better. This is the uh, after Megan, after the Daily Achievers Academy, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) We have covered a lot of ground in this episode. I know we didn't cover everything we could have, but I really, really, really hope you gained a new perspective on decision-making and what the words yes and no mean to you and your goals. We did cover a lot and it's a big topic, right? So it takes a lot of brain and thinking. Um, So take the time to do that. You know, making a change in your behavior and mindset is rarely fast. So give yourself some time to let this information sink in. It takes time to change and also be patient with yourself. And I want to give you permission to say no. Saying no doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Okay. It's really important that you understand that. Please do not ever feel like you have to tell people the why behind your decision. It's really none of their business. Having confidence comes from within. It's taken a long, long time for me to feel comfortable in my decisions related to my time and my priorities. I had to feel a lot of regret first. Regret about wasting time and money and sadness about investing myself in things that really didn't matter to me. What I learned is that saying no to what doesn't matter gives you the time to focus on the things that do matter. So reposition your thinking around saying no and plan your life and your time so that you're living the life of your dreams and not someone else's. Okay? Yes, 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 yes. And I just want to add that the word no is not negative. No equals freedom. So use it to your benefit. Wow, that was just so much gold. And I hope that everybody can go back and maybe re-listen to this episode because there was a lot to uh, digest. (laughs) Yes, there was. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode. You can always visit our website at messydeskpodcast.com for more information. And if you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at messydeskpodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. Your default is to automatically. <laughs> Automat- automatically? Automatically. I wanted to shorten it. 
<laughs> Do you feel pressure? Hey, now the pressure's on you. 